Paul presents Viva los Muertos. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And here's a weird one. You're not my dad, Ben Endland. He's, he's kind of my dad. You were raised oh. by a feral the tick. I was raised by a, a feral Ben Edlund. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking uh, about a unique episode in yes. Venture Brothers history. Uh, the only episode not written by Jackson Public or Doc Hammer. Yeah. Written by Ben Edlund. Ben Edlund, who had uh, given uh, uh, input earlier. Uh, helped write the uh, what is a welcome to state dinner. Helped do uh, mm-hmm. helped Doc get his feet under him with careers in science stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Ben Edlin, creator of the Tick, uh, quickly after this would kind of go on to be a little bit too big time to continue doing uh, doing work for the Venture Brothers. What what does he do now? Do you know? Um, I don't know. In the book, they say like, oh yeah, like you make way more money being executive producer of so and so. That like it doesn't make sense to 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 use that the opportunity cost is not justifiable to spend your did, spend your nights doing a doing the script for the Venture Brothers. Yeah, it just doesn't say what so and so is. And no, he doesn't. Uh, no, um, it powers uh, the Tick Gotham. Yeah, Supernatural. I mm-hmm. uh, did a bunch of Supernatural. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, this is uh, this makes a lot of sense. If anyone was going to guest write an episode, it'd be Ben because mm-hmm. the Tick has a lot of Venture Brothers DNA. Um, it is how uh, Doc and uh, Jackson met. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was through Ben, um, and uh, but it still ends up making kind of a weird episode. Um, you know, he wrote it on his own. It needed a lot of guidance uh, from yeah. Jackson Public, and Jackson did a lot of uh, rewriting. Mm-hmm. Of the uh, the episode because um, he, he had not really like there were things that he kept up with uh, things mm-hmm. things like uh, uh, hunters gender affirmation surgery things like that uh, there are factual things there but like the spirit was the spirit of the show uh, he hadn't really updated that for himself the way that Doc Hammer mm-hmm. puts it is like oh he you know he thought this was still a parody yeah. And this episode ends up being a, a weird episode where I think this is funny, mm-hmm. and there are parts of this that I like absolutely love, but it mm-hmm. does feel uncannily off. Yes, it, it feels off the same way state dinner does, except it's funny <laughs> to me. And that's fine because funny makes up for all kinds of sins, right? Oh yeah, like it doesn't oh, really yeah. matter to me that the boys aren't quite lady right of the... <laughs> that that's the uh, the the motto of the first lady of our joker church. <laughs> <laughs> first lady of our joker you mean harley quinn yeah yeah, yeah the father the son mm-hmm. and the holy jokester yeah um, yeah no f- f- funny co- funny covers up an awful lot and, and, and you know in some ways like it doesn't matter that the boys are off a because they're not in it very much and they don't do do, do a whole lot of anything uh and the things that they do say are funny uh not that off it was yeah. so weird that in the book they focus so much and in the commentary they focus on the boys it's like oh this is before we really develop personalities for them mm-hmm. i this feels right to me they're just kind of yeah. being dipshits but they're they're tertiary characters in this you know yeah. they're not the focus at all they're yeah just being silly boys 
I, like it resonated with me when they said like oh it's off because here they're still like going running directly into danger solving mysteries when they wouldn't yeah. necessarily be doing as much of that you know i mean especially after this but like even in even in season two uh, it's not that they were passive it's just that they kind of stopped being boy adventures and here it was very much here's a mystery let's go yeah yeah well they yeah. still even in this season you know triana disappeared yeah that's true. and they're like it's a mystery let's do our thing like i don't think that they've really fully made that transition yet i yeah. think i think that does happen but that doesn't happen until they start actually growing up with the uh the clone explosion yes uh that's coming um the main a plot of this is about the groovy gang <laughs> i love um, the groovy who, gang gary I like the Groovy Gang too, man. Like the, the Groovy Gang is apparently like, controversial according it, to the Slack. It's problematic. Um, I can I can agree that it's problematic because like it's very much kind of of this era to like think <laughs> Ted Bundy. Uh but well, like go ahead. I mean it's it's not it, there's there's a point to this. Yeah. Like it it's it's not problematic to no end. It's Scooby Doo, which is the sixties, seventies, mm-hmm. you know, cool groovy thing. Yeah. And then these are four of the most famous figures from the the 60s and 70s yeah from the groovy uh, who era. are all horrible <laughs> yeah just you ter- know terrible terrible people you know um who are not so much like emblematic but yes they would be rolling around in a van <laughs> yeah. yeah like th- this is this is what this is dark side of the 60s shit mm-hmm. you know dark side of the 60s and 70s like it wasn't oh all you know just like cool hippies and kerchiefs yeah it was also your your sons of your sams mm-hmm. and your ted bundy's and your valley or Solanus's, you know yeah your patty hearst like there's a lot of fucked up shit that happened uh with the counterculture yeah you know and mashing those together is more than just like oh haha killers it's like hey this is you know let's subvert this idea of super fun groovy 60s let's meet the harlem globe trotters and beat them at basketball to solve a ghost yeah yeah no it just i i i I laugh specifically at a lot of ted's lines and the the the, the delivery Uh, you know ted Ted and and groovy Mm -hmm. uh, kill me in this and then (laughs) i tell you nothing but a pelvis wearing a belt (laughs) Uh, and like just the valerie solanus just saying things from the scum manifesto like nothing else do do people do we need to explain who like like who these actual historical figures are let me go yeah let's 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 do that now do you think sure yeah uh ted bundy was a handsome serial killer Mm -hmm. uh Uh, his handsomeness really came into the limelight because they did a documentary about him and a bunch of people on twitter were thirst posting him for him (laughs) no good that was not just a twitter being thirsty for anything kind of thing the fascination with like how handsome ted bundy is like yeah. ended up being a thing even around the time. I mean, there's a reason why people proposed to him in jail. And like he's yeah. part he's part of the reason why that became like like a meme about people writing letters to famous killers in jail, right? And it, yeah, it, you know, the, the 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 overall like clean all-American, you know, Ted Bundy as as Fred makes a lot of sense in this, but also like adding in his like super religiosity that he didn't come yeah. to until he was in prison, but also like he was still kind of like that even in life. Like one of the things was that, that that people said about him was like, "Oh, how could Ted Bundy have done this? He was so active in Republican politics." Yeah, absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It also explains the uh, the version of uh, 
dream date that I bought from the Gremlin shop where I kept trying to get the Ted Bundy, but kept pulling the Gacy. <laughs> you got the Gacy point next yeah. year. Like, oh. um, yeah. <laughs> Valerie Solanus is the, uh, a radical feminist who wrote something called the scum manifesto, mm-hmm. which was uh, this idea of, Boy, um, like getting rid of all the men and the few remaining men will be used as, I mean, it's in the episode, be used in breeding pens. Right, Um, right. She is um, famous for, who was it that she took a shot at? She shot Andy Warhol. Yeah. As immortalized in the movie, I shot Andy Warhol. (laughs) Um, Uh, Not the one with Bowie is Andy Warhol. That's Basquiat. But the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Valerie Solanus, uh, not a great thinker. Uh, um, and, and uh, also, the, uh, uh, but also had a real, like a fucking tragic past. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great, uh, great line in the commentary where like Doc Hammer's like, is it good? It's like, it's good if you want to read, like, if you want to read the sentence, a groovy all female future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like if you uh, if you have heard like a straw like specifically like second wave feminist uh you know just yes. you know somebody made that they're they're probably alluding to something that spread from the kind of the vein that valerie Solanas was tapped into yeah yeah uh groovy um <laughs> and the dog is based on the son of sam Killer. so it's sunny um is sunny. Uh, oh yeah sunny and it, groovy groovy's the dog yes groovy is yeah. the dog uh sunny is uh is, is shaggy and he's based off of uh david berkowitz son of sam yes yep uh who was also a killer mm-hmm. uh and uh his dog told him what to do it was his neighbor's and dog this... and he recanted that later oh yeah you're right yeah, not yeah, neighbor's to, dog. Not to turns out he didn't yeah. even own his boss dog <laughs> the fuck yeah you know? <laughs> imagine taking orders from your neighbor's dog it's pathetic yeah weak <laughs> oh man um I, I i never so i don't associate david berkowitz with being especially hippie but you it know. was the dog connection yeah yeah i was the, the like that, a, that brought know, him in yeah. yeah um and then um daphne in this in this gang is patty hurst uh, the newspaper mm-hmm. heiress who was um, kidnapped by the Symbionese Liberation Army. Uh, that, like, calling it an army, uh, like, way overstates it. It was more like Symbionese Liberation, 10 people in a van kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if if um, Patty Hearst ended up killing people, but she definitely was, uh, like, uh, along with them when they did, like, bank robberies and stuff like that. Uh, and she's kind of like a poster child for a popular conception of Stockholm syndrome because yes. she had fully, uh, you know, apparently like when they got her back, either been people thought she was brainwashed or like genuinely started believing in the ideology, uh, stuff like that. She loved that van. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, um, so that's who they, they based uh, these characters on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the A plot. Uh, they go into the venture compound looking for things to steal, uh, but Brock is there, and then there's also Venture Stein. Yeah, uh, yeah, D- Rusty creating life mm-hmm. uh, is the other kind of like B plot to this. Spitting in God's eyes. Yeah, yep. And then asking Brock, "Go make me, go make me more dead people," because yeah, he wants to, you, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> no. 
yeah, no, because because like the second he gets a working a working walking corpse, he he decides to sell them to the army. That's uh there's there's Doc Venture for you. Yep. Not a good person. Yeah. Am I a bad guy, Brock? <laughs> uh and then the third plot, and, and probably my favorite, even though oh, I yeah. like the Groovy Gang, mm-hmm. is Brock having this crisis of identity yeah. about uh, killing a henchman and seeking sol- solace in this ayahuasca ceremony. And this uh, this speech from Hunter is one of my favorite like monologues. Oh, it's so good. You can't teach a hammer to love nails? <laughs> yeah, you can't teach a hammer to love nails. <laughs> that dog, don't hunt. Don't hunt! Like. <laughs> it's it's really good yep you know like and also just like a really nice little bit of character development and kind of squaring the circle with brock being you know when when doc hammer is like or when uh doc venture is like hey you know i've seen you like tie somebody's eye nerve optic nerves into a knot and he's like well i never broke their heart Mm -hmm. like it kind of squaring the circle with the idea that brock has done really really horrible things yeah and you know giving us a solid platform to do the development they're going to do of him Mm -hmm. as he continues being one of the most dynamic characters in the show yeah um yeah so like i i love that plot i think it was very funny Mm -hmm. and it's Um, it's interesting that that came i mean it's the the, this is also the episode where the boys kind of learn that they're clones but not really yeah yeah um it's interesting that like those two particular things further development from brock and then also you know the boys having this 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 bomb dropped on them came from an outside you know an outside writer right yeah and it's also this is the penultimate episode before the finale which does tons of work Mm -hmm. so it's like interesting that they you know they did these things that kind of set up for season three like the boys you know slowly suspecting but then finally kind of being confirmed that they're clones mm-hmm. or that cloning is possible um is all this is all stuff that's going to happen in season three yeah you know which which ends with them getting getting rid of the clones which is one of, like a really daring move that i really love mm-hmm. um yeah and ends with a new status quo for brock loses his hair loses his identity <laughs> it's all good shit yes uh but this is good shit too and we should talk about it we should we will yeah um there's a cold open here and this is a uh first person shooter uh, <laughs> type type thing from first view the point of view of texas a new henchman recruit the henchmen are storming the venture compound uh 21 is trying to pump him up and 24 says you know nine out of ten of the new guys die so quickly why are you even talking to him <laughs> yeah, which is a great thing to say when you're oh. about ready to storm a compound <laughs> yeah uh and the monarch gives his villain speech uh again just his complete inability to handle metaphor saying coil and prepare to strike like the deadly sky flowers you are yep Uh, not a thing (laughs) Uh, prepare the you know prepare the distraction slash you know uh (laughs) cover to they just let a big cloud of butterflies loose (laughs) (laughs) which again i was like gonna do yeah um I w- one time I went to a uh, an arboretum, like kind of butterfly enclosure. Oh, it's fucking creepy. They land on you and Which stuff. Which is one of the, one of the scariest things I've ever done because like there are all these signs are like don't step on them, and uh-huh. I'm like, I'm totally gonna like fall down, go boom, and kill <laughs> the only last living you know North African honey lover uh-huh. butterfly in captivity. Yeah, and I just I tiptoed through it like while they were landing on me and just made a beeline directly to the exit. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm not looking up. I'm not looking at any plants. I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no, no. Horrible. I'm going to pretend like I'm in the past. And if I kill any, kill any of these things, it will have drastic consequences for the continuum. Can, 
Absolutely. Can you imagine the kind of bailiff they have in Butterfly Court? <laughs> I'd be fucked. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Uh, the oh. thing about butterflies is they're fucking horrifying, actually. Yeah. They're, they're really, really pretty wings just to get you into the most eldritch of abominations in their mm-hmm. bodies. If, have you seen their proboscis, dude? Come on. Yeah. They're full up on proboscis. Like, they're no, it's no wonder the monarch. Yeah. Use them. Yeah. Villain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, they, he, cut, he cuts uh, at least the distraction and all the the guys storm from the trenches <laughs> and just immediately there's chaos yeah uh, and just get turned back entirely by brock yeah who's know? killing a guy with a push mower like he's he's, really he's got him up against a wall and he's push mowing the guy's torso <laughs> it's very very good until eventually he sees our our point of view character texas mm-hmm. uh he tries to back off and brock doesn't allow him to uh, right. which is important for later he backs up and he twists his head all the way around yeah breaking yeah. his neck fun little uh fun little trick to do in first person i like that yes yeah yep. uh so we get our title credit and then we are still in um the texas's point of view here we have a dark screen and we hear rusty doing the full uh full frankenstein um a mm-hmm. bit you know more powerful all that uh as he lets loose this loud electrical discharge and texas wakes up yep uh he is he's come back to life horrifying mm-hmm. yeah. truly one of the worst things that uh doc venture oh. has ever done oh yeah um he sees uh he sees himself in the mirror he screams because he knows this is not right you know should not be and starts strangling rusty uh he screams brock cliche uh and and brock is already a little bit off about this whole thing yeah you know uh but he grabs a fire extinguisher and caves in uh venterstein's head uh and rusty is like you know you ruined that part like you ruined Mm -hmm. the head yeah um yeah. So so they do it again. <laughs> like yep. let's bring this guy back to life, except with a different, uh, you know, a different, a different top of the head. Uh, you know, uh, Rusty's a little bit more conciliatory this time. You know, yeah. saying, he's very uh, very sweet to him. He's like, hey there, honey bunch. Like he's very yeah. sweet to the venture sign. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least at least this time because he knows he's going to be strangled. But he says, "I'll chalk your little strangle tantrum, strangle tantrum, uh, up to the surprise resurrection and the adrenaline enema and your basic criminal nature." Yeah, um, it's very good. I, I love. It. And Hank goes, "Why is the top of that guy's head black?" And Rusty <laughs> says, "African American, Hank. The top of that guy's head is African American." Yeah, because they <laughs> had they had to get a different skull top and they pulled it off of pulled off of a black henchman. Yep. Which, Which it's the, you know, it's the same basic joke more as black henchmen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, I will never, I will never uh, tire of that tweet. Um, but, <laughs> but it's it's the same basic joke as like, look, I don't have, I don't know the politically correct way to say that I hunt blackulas. <laughs> yeah, I hunt black like, vampires. Which I, but I, I'm, it's okay because I love that joke. Yeah. Oh no, no, um, I, I love, it twice. I, I love it too. Like it's it's really good. Just the idea that they're tiptoeing around saying like, oh, that skin is darker. But like the fact that the fact that the head and the hair could be African American as opposed to just yeah. like the person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Rusty is incredibly like this is some some high high super science here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm always kind of here for competent Rusty, mm-hmm. um, and he's incredibly excited because he you know this is the last you know bringing somebody back to life is the last hill of super science. Yeah, well, until uh, teleportation and, and Venter- later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, teleportation later. Yeah, uh, then uh, 
Ventrestein starts going, father. And he's just like, oh, you. Again, he's very, like, coquettish and cute. It was, it's episode. like false modesty. Like, oh, don't call me father. I get enough I get enough of that out of these uh, two. From these two dinglings. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible thing to say to your children. Yeah. Uh, the Groovy Gang pulls up mm-hmm. uh, in their hippie van. And uh, we, we talked about them before, but they, they're kind of introduced here. Yeah, um, yeah. And also, boy, this is ridiculous. If you don't know what Scooby-Doo is, it's... <laughs> It's this weird story about four hippies and a dog yeah. who would go in a van from town to town and they would uh, find like ghost cases that turned out to be amusement park owners trying to get insurance money. It was always corrupt real estate was the thing. Yeah, it was all real estate. And then they would team up with Batman and the Harlem Globetrotters mm-hmm. and like Banachek and just like random Don 70s. Knotts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Don Knotts, like, who just show up. And it was really weird fucking cartoon. Yeah. Um, uh, that, like, not only ran back in the 60s and 70s, but has been continually rebooted. I think there was... It a, never went away. Yeah. There was a new Scooby-Doo movie, like, here just this past year or something like that. It, it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like, like, just what if there was a dog and four hippies? And, like, that's... <laughs> there's your premise. And yeah. then it just... And they're in a van called the Mystery Machine. Mm-hmm. There's like no mystery. The real only mystery is like, why? Where do you guys shower? Like, <laughs> Gary, <laughs> what look you, in your who heart. Who pays you? Look, <laughs> yeah, who pays you is the bigger thing. <laughs> the real mystery is what does it say in your W two? Yeah, Fred. <laughs> oh no! Like they have a W two. They're definitely ten ninety nine. Miss, come on. <laughs> I know. Just subcontracting from the van. <laughs> the van the, 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 technically, the van owns us. Uh, Oh, yeah um so yeah they pull up yeah ted, ted uh, yeah. you know ted's you know jinkies it's a military compound uh you know he, yeah. he he calls it he calls it a mystery um and you know patty says ted we've been driving to see my parents for 10 years like you <laughs> can, can we go can we go see my parents now uh, yeah, and he, he tried to go, Patty, being out of your box isn't right. It's a privilege. Yeah. Uh, which is dark. Uh, that's another way this episode feels a little weird is because mm-hmm. there's some darkness in ways that the Venture Brothers don't usually get dark. Yeah. Well, you see the uh, box when when you cut to the back of the van. The box is yeah. a, it's like it's like a coffin that says redemption. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like really, really dark. Yeah. Um, Sonny, who is totally strung out, shaking and terrified. Yeah. He's begging the dog Groovy to say something so the other people will believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dog says, yours is the wheel of blood. Yours is the sword of Michael. I love this dialogue. I love Groovy's yes. dialogue so fucking much. Groovy's really good. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and, you know, Ted comes back. He gets the, gets Sonny out. So like, okay, we, we need you out here so you can split up and go in a different direction. That, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, again, some darkness. Uh, Ted is controlling is controlling Sonny, not just uh, through verbal and physical abuse, uh, but by withholding his medication, which he calls groovy treats. Like he shakes so again, a prescription pill bottle. Don't, don't fucking know Scooby-Doo. Yeah. In, in the show, there was a thing where Shaggy didn't like doing stuff. And uh-huh. the way they would tempt him is by cookies that both he and a dog could eat. Yeah. Well, it used to be it, just food. Like, the whole first, like, half of it was, like, you know, for, like, a, a, the big early run was like, yeah, do you want a sandwich? And then they would shuffle two sandwiches together. Eventually, uh, Casey Kasem became vegetarian. And it's like, oh, I can't mm-hmm. eat these deli sandwiches that we, that we shuffle together anymore. Can we find something generic? And thus, Scooby Snacks were born. Scooby Snacks, which is a food for dogs and humans. Yes. 
that entices a hippie and dog alike. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's what this is referencing. Yeah. God, Scooby Doo is fucking weird. Yeah, and yeah. boring. <laughs> It is, yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds yeah. exciting, but don't watch it. No, I mean it's a it's a Hanna Barbera cartoon from the seventies. Like, yeah, it's paced like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> so boring. Night, nightmares are exciting. Yeah, it's, it's, nightmares it's, raise it's my pulse, like a dude. Room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people walking slowly through hallways in that mm. show. Yeah, looping hallways. Ah, oh, the same basic plot the entire time. Wow. Yeah show fucking sucks yeah um we cut over to the boys brock rusty eating breakfast with venture stein uh dean is upset and brock is obviously upset uh in the background yeah um you know hank is fine hank you know naive about this <laughs> right and venture stein keeps staring at brock until brock's like why does he keep staring at me <laughs> and venture stein starts to cry he's like no why is he crying yeah like he's just can't he doesn't get it yeah he just he he, he, he can't he, he can't put two and two together venture stein is terrified of him because brock killed him twice yeah <laughs> like he's like he's rocks like rusty says because you killed him and then someone corrects him and says killed him twice yeah uh, <laughs> i love hank's life so you, you hit him so hard he's got an afro now that's so good is this is uh before the frankenstein bit yes yeah uh so so good mm-hmm. um orpheus walks in uh to let rusty know that he's having a per the terms of their rental agreement he has to let him know about parties he has weird um he's having a little uh gathering um, he's trying to get everyone to come to his, his little party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, a, it's an ayahuasca ceremony that they don't call it. That's death root. But yes. That's what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying to induce ego death, uh, so they can transcend. Yes. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, Orpheus very quickly spots that there's a corpse sitting at the, uh, the table and takes exception, uh, to this. Mm-hmm. You know, because he is uh, concerned. He's a necromancer. necromancer. Yeah, he concerns himself with the balance of life and death. Uh, Love this line is once again, Mister Venture. You cut you cut decency to the quick and leave her to die in prostitute alley. Um, And Venture Stein, Venture. Think about thing you got to know about Venture Stein is he loves prostitutes. (laughs) Yeah, he loves. Dude is a total classic poo now. (laughs) Prostitute, he says, raising his hands in the air. Orpheus notices that Brock, he's like, you know, Brock, you know, I expect this kind of shit from Doc, mm-hmm. but you and I have shared a cheese sandwich on more than twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that, you know, uh, you must object to this as a man of character. If you ever need to talk, mm-hmm. uh, you can. Yeah. With me. Yeah. And Brock's not having it right now. Um, and we cut away. Uh, Brock will eventually take him up on this, though. Uh, over with the groovy gang, Ted says, Hey, God wants us to solve this mystery. Otherwise, why would he have had us run out of gas right outside this compound? That's also how most of those episodes started is just the mystery machine breaks yeah. down or runs out of gas. Outside of place. an amusement park. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so, so like, it's not out of gas, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the voice, the sunny voice is very funny. It is. I'm like, you know, there's a five gallon tank in the back of the van. And, uh, Ted just hits him in the head with a flashlight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, again, and just go in dark. Mm-hmm. We're dark here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, you, know? you know, it's like, you know, we need to go in and look for clues. Uh, Sonny's like, what, what do you mean? This isn't a mystery that like you, like you are not, I, I just, I love that Sonny is constantly trying to assert reality. Whereas, yeah. whereas Ted is just constantly gaslighting everybody. I mean, except for the, the guy who was for, talking to the dog. Yeah. <laughs> is the, is the, the most grounded. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're like, what kind of clues should we be looking for? And then Ted says to Sonny clues as to why I shouldn't road haul you until you're nothing but a pelvis wearing a belt. 
And, <laughs> I, I love and that the, line. So and the pause, much. the pause between yeah. nothing but a pelvis dot and wearing a belt is uh, a <laughs> key to that. I need to see who did that performance on Ted actually, because it's fucking it's really masterful. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think actually all the Groovy Gang voice performances are really good. Yes. Um, you know, even though uh, Val and Patty don't get as much quite to do. Yes. Um, gang, gang split up. Uh, Val is just telling, you know, indoctrinating Patty, who's a, obviously a clear kidnapping them. Yeah. He's just like, men are just walking abortions, incomplete females, incomplete Y chromosome, you know, X chromosomes, <laughs> uh, which is all just stuff directly from, you know, the groovy all female future of the Scum Manifesto. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I, I, I thought I recognized this. Yeah. No, it's just you just see excerpts of that because it's it's deranged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ted sees Orpheus teleporting his front door, uh, asking who Hector Molina is and why does he keep getting his junk mail yeah. with the Orpheus musical sting. I, I and, mean, uh, we should remind people Hector Molina is the uh, sidekick uh, that yeah. Rusty picked up in uh, Mexico uh, and then forgot about. Like he was working. Is in that, the... Did we ever give him a last name? I knew he was Hector. Um, I don't know that we got the last name, actually. Maybe? Yeah. It would make sense for it to be the same Hector. Yeah. Um, I believe um, so, anyway. Uh, so, I could so, see this either being Ben Enlund, like, making that callback or just doing a name and not, since he didn't uh, like, watch the show that closely. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Sonny is voiced by Paul Bukok, uh, is the name. Uh, but I don't know what else he has done. It is, yeah. He's the voice of Dr. Jonas Venture um so oh, okay. he, he's uh he's older and then who does ted oh and and yeah ted, ted is uh ted, ted is public um oh that's now. great yeah uh val is joanna adler and patty is sue G uh, gillad uh who uh did a voice in the berserk anime so oh excellent yeah viva viva <laughs> la voice actors <laughs> sorry uh just wanted to get that out because i have the tab up and i wanted to be able to close it uh, but yes, uh, who can't relate? Um, Ted says, uh, you know, heads up gang. It looks like we might have stumbled into a Dracula factory again. <laughs> everyone who sees Orpheus thinks he is a Dracula because of his Dracula medals. Yes. <laughs> Dracula oh. medals. Uh, so the boys, uh, they're up in the, up in their room. They're trying to process, uh, everything that they've seen. They're searching their maps and their globes for African America. Yeah. Very goofy. <laughs> that that's a little bit naive for the boys. Little bit. But, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're like, well, let's jump in our learning beds. But Venturstein is in there getting socialized. Yes. Um, in the in the bed. So they're like, well, cr you know, crap, our bed has a corpse in it. What do we do? <laughs> uh, they, they go and look at the window and they see the groovy gang wandering around the old manufacturing wing. Mm -hmm. So they, you know, it's a mystery. They have to go take care of it. Uh, so they run to go get a flashlight. Yes. Uh, they got to go there. We cut into the bed uh, where Venturstein <laughs> is watching a video about alternative labor sources, a.k.a. sweatshops. Uh, the host is mm -hmm. called Everyday Joe, giving a presentation about why child labor is good. Straight up, uh, just very recently on Twitter, someone did like, if you care about women's rights, then maybe you need to reconsider what you think about sweatshops. What? Like article by uh the cato institute jeez oh, okay. horrible piece no, okay. of shit yeah okay well, i mean it I makes can sense expect... but also it, it was all over the internet it was this crazy i'm like man fucking this is not a parody no okay i, I mean stuff. that makes sense i the the way the the way that you said that or introduced it was like it was somebody who was uh terminally woke uh, oh, you know, like the, no, the, no, the no. alligator it's, it's tweet the is what it sounded like borrowing yeah. the language of the terminally woke yes there we go to do evil fun yeah. 
yeah. as they do. Yeah. Uh, screw them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but uh, th- this is what uh, Venture Stein is seeing here, uh, I guess, because uh, Rusty's first idea is that uh, this will be a source for cheap labor. Uh, yeah. But he gets uh, gets a better idea because he gets on the phone with the army. He calls General Man Hours. Uh, and the, <laughs> it's a good name. So good. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I suppose the chest cavity could be hollowed out to carry a surprising amount of explosives. <laughs> 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 hypothetically. <laughs> the chest cavity the ch- <laughs> you know where lungs go yeah. uh man places a very large order and he's incredibly excited yeah um so he, he crosses off the top of his uh to-do list to beat god as, a, as his own game mm-hmm. which is so good <laughs> I mean, uh, you know fr- freeze frame bonus here uh the other items are get money uh increase word power uh, just push-ups with an exclamation mark and then make everything go my way. And, you know, for one person to another, that isn't a good, uh, that is not a good to-do list. You want to be a little mm. bit more specific and a little bit more achievable. Yeah. And especially if you're playing Beat God His Own Game at the top. Right. Yeah. You know. Uh, that, that should uh, go on a poster, not on your to-do yeah. list. Yeah. A cat should be trying, hanging on for dear life. Yes. Thinking about that <laughs> on a poster. <laughs> Um, we, you know, cut to the end of the film reel that Venture Stein is watching. Yeah, uh, they introduce know, a little, um, uh, you know, little Mexican kid, um, and is like, and you, you know, blah blah blah, and then like he's, he tells the kid to do a sign off, and he goes, "Viva los zapatos!" <laughs> so yeah. like, oh, there's going to be a revolution. Cool. <laughs> you know, which which is uh, seeding mm-hmm. a future episode of Venture Stein. It is. Yeah, weirdly enough. Uh, Vengerstein breaks out of the bed pod and barges away screaming prostitute, uh, but he just says prostitute because he can't say that second T. Nope. Um, over in the garage, Brock is trying to throw his knife, but he's got the yips. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, you know, he can't do it. He's like, come on, come on. <laughs> um, you know, he can't, uh, can't hit the target. Um, and eventually he comes to Orpheus and he, he parrots his line back to him. He's like, I think you're right. It might be a tapestry of quiet desperation. Yeah, which is a, which is a quote of Pink Floyd quoting uh, Thoreau. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um, Orpheus, he's got all of his magic and mystical friends over here. Uh, he bangs plus, a... plus some randos. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love the bit in the commentary where they talk about the guy with the leather pants. <laughs> and like, they like we didn't get an episode with that guy, I don't think. No, no. But they're, they're talking about uh, bringing him back because they, you know, just like a dude that they saw in their neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh but uh they're going to start the uh the the death vine ceremony. They introduce this Amazon shaman named Del Rio. Yes. Yeah. Uh with a translator which uh does kind of as a halting um you know voice yeah. awkward voice translating everything he said this wise man says. Mm-hmm. Um the alchemist shows you know hey Brock you old bag of bones. <laughs> uh, why are you here? And he can't really, you know, he can't really say why until Rusty calls on the watch saying, like, Brock, I'm going to need lots and lots of dead people. He's like, why are you calling me? I need, like, a full gross of dead people. I know. Couldn't you, you know? And, and, you know, Brock refuses. Right. Because, like, he's not a, he's not an assassin. Yeah. Well, that's not even assassination. That's just. Yeah. That's just murder. Production. Yeah. You know. Uh, I just, but I love that. I like the phrase. If yes, full gross of dead people, dead people, but also go make more dead people. Yeah, you, you know, couldn't I love how he hints around until eventually just go make more. <laughs> so couldn't you? You know, yeah. well, I've got like three or four. You know, I've got seven from the the compound attack, but. <laughs> um, 
Venturestein, we cut over to him. He's he's storming through the manufacturing ward. Ted sees, Ted sees this. He's like, oh, it's a Dracula Frankenstein factory. Yeah. Uh, cut over to Val continuing her lecture. And they, I love how there's no attempt to contextualize what Val is saying. No, no. She's just she's just saying what she thinks. <laughs> yeah. yeah this, this is where you know, the men will be kept in breeding. The few remaining men will be kept in breeding pens as mm-hmm. studs or for labor or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really intense, groovy, all-female future yeah stuff um uh, and they they played val reaching and touching patty's boob as a joke with the scooby-doo yeah. sound effects there's been a bunch of scooby-doo sound effects uh this this to me is like there's a lot of uh internet uh things about the uh daphne and velma uh, oh just um, about the, the daphne and velma's relationship in the original show like them being yeah like yeah yeah, yeah that that is a that is a huge thing mm-hmm um and is it yeah so no. I, I assume that was referencing to that subtext yeah maybe I mean, it's this. been yeah that's been subtext forever too so yeah. who knows uh but they run into sunny the sorry the boys run into sunny who like immediately just swears loses the shit turns and runs the other direction and they give chase uh sunny mm-hmm. is scared of them uh because he killed them before <laughs> Yeah, like, and they remember back in Baja two years ago, and yeah. we get this flashback of them in a mine, um, you know, the, the groovy gang are down in the mine, and the boys are expli- exploring it uh, while the X-1 is out of gas, mm-hmm. and uh, he kills, beats them to death with a flashlight because he's strung out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this causes Sonny to conclude, hey, we're dealing with some ghosts. There's no way these boys could be around here. Yeah. Um. Orpheus hands out his Dixie cups full of the death vine extract. Um, I love, I love you know, that like, the Dixie uh, cups have the jazz design on them. <laughs> it's a great design. Yeah. Super good. Um, you know, Brock is like, oh, is this going to be a Waco kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, Don't let the Dixie cups fool you. Um, you know, the idea is you take this drug and you experience ego death like an ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all sitting uh, in the circle and Brock is telling a story of killing Tex. And I love this. I mean, Patrick Warburton as a voice acting MVP of the show. Yeah. You know, emerging. This is so good. Right? You know, I could see in his eyes if I just let him go, mm-hmm. he'd go straight. You know, like it's just—it's very sad. Yeah, no. just a kid. Uh, but I killed him anyway. And the shaman interrupts with the translator, um, and it, the translator adds a lot. Yep. Uh, to this, because it delays the payoff. Like the, mm-hmm. the idea here is, you think that he is going to say something very insightful. Yes. Uh, and he, he talks about, you know, he, he talks about spying this dolphin swimming the Amazon river and fucking it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's, you know, you don't expect the wise man to say that, but having the translator take it seriously and slowly eke it out. Yeah. Well, while the, a lot of, while the shaman timing. is like grinning this huge grin and making filthy gestures with his hands. Yeah. The shaman also the ultimate porn dog between him and Venterstein. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Brock is like, yeah, this is, this is moronic. Uh, you know, why would you do this? And Orpheus is gonna, you know, about to say, like, oh, you know, he's a multi-dimensional genius. You know, don't you dare step in. You know, this is wise man, uh, has has a lot to say. But as he's in the middle of this, he starts vomiting pure white stuff into a bucket that's in front of him. Everybody's vomiting, vomiting into buckets because that's what happens on hallucinogens. <laughs> yep. Uh it just seems very, very scary. Uh Brock is like, Oh, you poison me. Uh he lays down and he's like, I well, I think I feel bad for killing that guy. He mm-hmm. sinks through the floor. And this whole fantasy sequence is wonderful. Yeah. 
um him like naked riding on this dolphin mm-hmm. and he's like oh yeah like, <laughs> he, like, gets really excited about yeah. it yeah it's across this like it's... pink sea this psychedelic dreamscape so beautiful it reminded me of uh perchance the dean mm. which comes later um but as as like just a, the the psychedelia and avenger brothers is great yeah um and he's he's learning that you know the secret to happiness is empathy not conquest until the dolphin is harpooned <laughs> by this big sexy woman and then we see that it, that it's hunter mm-hmm. uh you know saying like well, um, you know, what, and, what is this garbage we you know why are you saying this nonsense you know you're beyond yeah. good and evil superman you work for the government yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep the uh you know and he says all this humanity stuff is crap because you're going to g-man valhalla it's great there's trim and guns everywhere we eat steak flavored clouds and poop secrets uh, <laughs> that just is so like good. a really incredible monologue yeah well i mean uh, and hunter is also gigantic um oh and, yeah yeah <laughs> and he's he's nestling tiny brock into his bosom in a scene that people have 1000 percent masturbated oh know. yeah oh you know giantess stuff come on like yeah just like absolutely like there's a lot of stuff going on in this between like and this is even without the shaman fucking the dolphin like (laughs) this is a dense little bit of fetish Uh, but but yeah he's you know he's great he's cradling brock against his magnificent tits and you know and he he, he puts him down and he, he flies away uh, off into up into the sun and he says says to brock kind of this thesis line you can't teach a hammer to love nails son that dog don't hunt yep really really good because like we have made you the like you you are a tool for the government and that is a higher that is a higher calling you know you you cannot question yourself about this yeah, yeah. Or, or and even in a more general sense like accept your nature yes yeah. You know, don't don't spend and I don't know. I'm not saying I necessarily agree with this. Right. 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 But the idea being don't spend a lot of time, you know, hating yourself and feeling like impotent existential dread when yeah. you can accept who you are uh, and not. Yeah. You know, um, which there, there's there's seeds of truth to that, even though it's like I also believe <laughs> I mean, it's in about... self-improvement and not killing people. So, yeah, both of those things. Pretty important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh brock gets up you know, he, he wakes up screaming don't hunt um and uh storms out of the party as everybody's vomiting and writhing on the floor <laughs> yeah uh very good i cut over to rusty who's going to the bed pod being congratulations Venstein, you're going to military school <laughs> uh, with new, new tapes but the bed is empty um the boys catch up with the groovy gang and ted sees you know sees he's like you know sonny's right they are a ghost and i love sonny yeah and this dog fucking talks man (laughs) uh, i was right about this i'm right about this dog he said something about the sword of michael earlier i don't know what that means (laughs) um so they say like you know these kids shouldn't be alive and ted says the only way to test if they're ghosts is to shoot them Mm -hmm. um so the the uh, boys run away and they run right into the clone pod room without really noticing where they're at. Yeah, um, we're surrounded by incomplete clones, like in uh, Alien Four. Yeah, uh, they're talking about like I thought they were hippies, but they don't have guns. And Hank immediately jumps to, "Oh, they must be pirate hippies." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. From, from like many video or music videos, oh, of course. Um, <laughs> you know they're uh, they're cornered. You know, uh, at this point by the, the groovy gang, everyone, uh, you know, and then they turn on the lights, they bump back into the lights in a very Scooby-Doo 
Mm-hmm. Ask fashion and turns on the light and everyone sees all the clones including the and boys. Ted's like you're not ghost you're the fucking boys from brazil <laughs> uh, which that is a uh, fiction thing about cloning hitler yes uh, those are the boys from brazil yeah so if you ever hear the boys from brazil it means a bunch of hitlers yeah yeah this is a story about nazi scientists who uh who uh absconded to brazil actually happened brazil and Argentina. argentina yeah. oh absolutely um, but yeah. the cloning part didn't happen right right but uh just a sci-fi story about that effort to to, to bring us a new hitler cloning hitler is what we call a bad look yeah uh that's gonna get a yikes for me fam yeah mask off hitler cloned. <laughs> Uh, um and the boys are saved by Venturstein. Yeah. He's good. Like he uh, like he he comes in uh and distracts them uh just uh j- just long enough that Ted shoots at him uh and breaks a tank uh and Venturstein surfs along on a Hank clone slug across the uh across the lab. There's bongos. Yeah, the like Scooby like, the, like Yeah, Sco- Scooby Doo like old cartoon running bongos. Yeah. Yeah back when we thought that's how people ran yeah um they wore different the shoes gang, in the 70s it's true yeah feet were different <laughs> um the groovy gang is trying to run away from the the frankenstein from the Venturestein and runs right into brock who just like grabs sonny's uh shoots sonny with ted's gun and head butts <laughs> ted and just like basically summarily executes the groovy gang yeah yeah i think i think uh, val and yeah. patty get away uh with the, their corpses yeah. are accounted for uh uh groovy uh, is horribly killed by by Venture Stein later, but yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Groovy Groovy's no good. Yeah, um, you know. Uh, and Brock is uh, he snaps out of his ayahuasca death uh, rampage when he sees the boys like curled up on the floor mm-hmm. uh, with their uh, you know having seen their own clones. Yeah, Rusty comes in and Brock's like, you know, it's bad, Doc. They're in mm-hmm. some kind of saw your own clone coma. <laughs> um and and rusty's and it, tactic it, it, for this is really good i like the way he gets them thinking. out of this yeah, Be- yeah. because the what, what he says is you know he he's he just snaps him out by yelling at the boys saying oh i can't believe you've ruined my christmas present for you i was gonna get you a clone army that would do all your chores and tell you that you're cool but now i need to find yeah. you something better and the kids are like, oh, yeah, neat. Like completely yeah. sidestepping any thought about the horrifying implications. Yeah. And they just will have to find something better. And they're just like, you're the best dad ever. <laughs> it's like, I know. <laughs> you know, I, I love the, the line, like, an army of you is ready to think you're the coolest. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, maybe eliminate targets in high risk combat zones. Again, filling their chest cavities with explosives. Um, you know, the boys run off. I run off you little scamps. And Rusty looks at the body of uh, Sonny and Ted and says, you know, these are a good start. And then pulls, uh, starts to pull the plug on the clones to get more <laughs> bodies. And Brock stops them. Right. Uh, with nothing but a look. That's a, probably yeah. a little too far, Doc. Yeah. Uh, uh, that comes later. Yeah. Um, I love the, um, the, the post-credits thing with Brock because the way that his arc in the episode ends is not through him learning not to love violence. But by being a bro and good friends with the person he killed. Yeah. I'd like, I'd, I have like an he opportunity here to make it right. In, <laughs> yeah. In an incredibly male way, you know, and one that would appeal to Vinderstein, who is a legendary poondown, uh, who just says prostitutes. He's like, that's the idea, buddy. Vinderstein you know? <laughs> <laughs> wants to pay for the prostitute with some shoes that he made out of, out of Sonny, the, or out dog. of uh, Groovy the dog. Um, Brock says, no, they're not going to want that, but I've got you covered. Uh, and this uh, convinces Venturestein that Brock, not bad. 
Brock good. Yeah, yeah calling back to the boys uh, making the Frankenstein comparison and saying that Brock is like fire. Yes. To Venturstein and would walk around going, Brock bad. Uh, now Brock is good. Now Brock is good. <clears throat> and I, it, I love Patrick Warburton taking something very seriously. Like, I don't think she's going to want a shoe made out of a dead dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like really fucking amazing shit. Yeah, it's it's uh, great. Um, Brock. Yeah, Brock is good. Uh, uh, to, 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 to quote, to, to quote Venturestein. Yeah. Um, I think this is a good episode. Like, yeah, it's weird. Uh, and you know, for like understandable and quantifiable reasons, like the, uh, the, the groovy gang is exceptionally dark and may not be to everybody's taste, but I was just laughing out loud at all of the delivery, um, and the way that they were put together. It's a really good parody, even if that's kind of like not the show's remit anymore. It's not like Ben Edlin isn't funny as hell. Right. Like, the tick is really good. That dude is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels different. And what I understand, you know, is that, like, this is too dark for folk. And the thing I've noticed, again, not interacting with, uh, you know, representative of the population, but just kind of re- representing on the uh, the Slack, mm-hmm. um, is that when people get kind of turned off from the Venture Brothers, a lot of times it's when it's too dark. Yeah. Uh, you know, for them, because the show does have heart. It's one of its strengths. Mm-hmm. Um the occasional dip into ultra darkness does not bother me. Yeah. yeah. In this show. Taste of Larry. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, your, your appetite for darkness, you know, how cilantro that is mm-hmm. will be different. Yes. Um, so yeah, I get that. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, that's it. I think that's so. Yeah. I don't know yeah. that I have anything more to say about it. <laughs> that's it. That's the tweet. Um, the, uh, We'll be back next time. We're going to do the uh, finale in two parts because that's how it aired. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because there's a lot going on. Yes. We're going to be setting up, setting up a lot of pieces and we're going to be getting a lot of guild. Uh, It's it's going to be a who's who of, uh, of guild leadership. And a really surprisingly long fantasy B plot about Dean's rich in her life. Yeah. I forgot how much time, like they, they talk about in the book and in the commentary, like how stuffed it was and how they had to do so many things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you guys spent a lot of time on this never ending story parody. Yeah. Like you I gotta, like it, but there's a, there's a crumple zone here. <laughs> like, yeah. There's definitely like, it's, it's good. And mm-hmm. it allows you to put Billy and Pete in there, yeah. which I like, yeah. but it's boy, oh boy. um thanks everybody for listening we we appreciate you we appreciate everybody who uh supports us on patreon which you should do if you want to get episodes early Mm -hmm. uh you can do that and you can also uh support the entire network and uh i mean really uh get get a whole bunch of bonus content as well that is not related to the uh, venture brothers it's been a while since i have specifically uh since we've specifically mentioned this but i should say uh we have some people to thank uh, uh such as our cover art artist joshua jarrett mm-hmm. um our theme Absolutely. song by gwen may love the theme song love the cover art too it's wonderful and uh yeah. our announcer at the beginning is brayton cameron absolutely yeah uh this is really abstract but next time we do a live show or a duck fest or a streaming event um i found a brand new collection of ninja turtles songs so me and brayton are going to do a teenage dirtbags commentary uh on that Mm. it's called turtle tunes (laughs) Uh, when's when's it when's it from uh from when all of them were like the coming out of their shell tour aftermath (laughs) (laughs) the stage collapse you know um (laughs) 
<laughs> back in your shells. <laughs> Being in your shells is a privilege. Um, the, uh, so yeah, so uh, more Brayton content on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you can also leave us ratings, reviews, and stuff. We really appreciate that. Please do. Um, and yeah. always, until next time, go, go team, team venture. venture.